0: Good morning and welcome to our services online. We are in our second week of Advent and uh, I am looking at it from a dull different standpoint this morning as we think of the coming of Christ, when we think of being prepared. I mean, I just think of this Christmas and you know, my wife and I were talking like, how do you get prepared for Christmas 2020? How do we know what it's gonna look like? Oh, we plan for the worst? Like what kind of details do you actually set in play? So that is what I want us to look at is when we think of the first Christmas, when we think of the advent of Christ coming, how is one prepared? And hopefully that helps us understand how we too can be prepared for what God is going to give you and what he gives me. So let's just if you're looking into the Word of God, we're going to go into Matthew chapter 1, and I'll probably mostly stay there, but jump a little bit. Heavenly Father, as we come to your Word, we ask that you would uh, speak through me. We ask, I ask, Father, that you would allow your Word to go forth to those listening, and Lord, that it would change our lives, because your truth has an impact on us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's been an exciting morning already with a a baptism, and I just want to keep on that flow of what God can do in our lives. So Matthew chapter 1, if you can take a look at that and just see how God can impact us uh, when we think of these passages. This is how the birth of Christ came to be. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. So we are being prepared for the details of what, how it all happened, okay? There was a, a young couple, Mary and Joseph, and we get caught up on this word betrothed. He, they, were, they were betrothed to Joseph because that means engaged. So you say, what's the big deal? Well, engagement in the culture of the writing They were married by law, okay? They did the ceremony. They gave their vows to each other. They were committing their life to each other. Not like today, where you live together, you have a baby together, and you get engaged, and you celebrate a big party and get married. That's not God's design, okay? So God's design is this engagement, which where you commit your life to each other, Okay, they were betrothed to each other, but they had not had intimacy. That happens later, okay? So about a year, up to a year later, because an engagement said, okay, we're committed to each other. Joseph, he's heading home to build a house for the couple. Mary and the whole family is actually working on the wedding. They're not going shopping, you know, going from wedding store to wedding store to get their gown. Nope, it's all being made even the little lamb that's gonna be dinner. Sorry, people. Uh, Yeah, everything's getting prepared. No stores. And so the process could take up to a year. So this is the exciting moment. They got engaged and they're gonna get married. They have wedding plans. You know what wedding plans is like? All the details come into place. All this is gonna take time. But there's something that happened that hinders This wedding. They want to be prepared. But how do you deal with the unpreparedness? When you think of. Before they came together. She was found to be with child. Just if you just stop there. Because that's where Joseph stopped. (laughs) Oh man. My wife. Is pregnant. He can't put his head around this part yet. That she is pregnant because of the holy spirit this is a marriage killer like this is over Joseph's devastated where do you go from here when my wife is pregnant and I'm not the dad it's pretty earth shattering like where do I go what do I do now understand something like how do you deal with this story when you think of the narrative of this whole process (laughs) Joseph's devastated, but how did the conversation go? I always wondered about that. I mean, if we look at the passage of scripture, uh, this is how it took place. uh, This angel shows up and says, don't be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Now you could see Mary trying to explain this to Joseph. It was God. I mean, this angel came and said, God has found Favor, You you have found favor with God, and so, behold, you're going to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will call him Jesus. Can you imagine Mary explaining that to Joseph? Joseph is just sitting there thinking, you committed adultery. You committed adultery. He is not hearing any of this. All he's hearing is, you're pregnant. And she continues to try to explain to him, he will be great. He'll be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. You can see Mary's Joseph, we're both from the lineage of David. And our son is going to reign. He's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will, there'll be no end. That would be encouraging. And Joseph just keeps thinking, you committed adultery marriage is over. It's done. And she's trying to say, whoa, I had really nothing to do with this. You know, I I just said, how is this possible? I'm a virgin. And the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, the Shekinah glory. And therefore, the child to be born will be called the Holy, be called the Son of God. Could you imagine? Mary said, "Like wow, I am just overwhelmed right now that I have God's son in my womb. And Joseph is, wow, our marriage is over. Stop building the house, it's done. And Mary still continues to explain, all I could say is I'm your servant, let it be according to your word. Could you say that? Let it be according to your word. Whatever you want of me, God, I'm your servant. That was Mary. How could she be so prepared? She's got a wedding plan. She is focused on a wedding, and an interruption comes into her life, and she says, let it be according to your word, God. Powerful, isn't it? Joseph is still overwhelmed and saying, we're done. We're done. You know, Joseph, he's got to think of a new plan. He's on a whole nother wave. Mary was at a place saying, okay, I wasn't prepared for this, but somehow she was prepared to say yes. And we'll talk a bit about that later. But Joseph as a just and righteous man, a good man, one that wanted to follow God and do the right thing, he is processing. Okay. I have two options. One is to, to go before the courts and prove my innocence, my reputation, and prove her guilt. And as you prove her guilt, according to the law, she would be killed for committing adultery. So, Joseph, being a a good man, chose to take the other way of to divorce her quietly. Just to to do this quietly, keep his reputation, saying I had nothing to do with that. But as he's pondering this thought, as a just man, thinking through, I don't want to put her to shame. He wants to do what is right. So he resolved to divorce her quietly, plan B. He's considering these thoughts. And as he considers it, God shows up in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Now how do you know he's fearing? He's fearing the reputation. It tells you this person is a a godly man who wants to do what is right, and this is not looking good. I need to step away from this woman. I need to step away from this situation because of what others are going to think. I would not be a good example if I stood with Mary. And so God says, no, don't be afraid to take her as your wife. Okay, what has taken place is from the Holy Spirit. So he's willing to change his plan now. And this is a very significant one. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. You don't think much of that. Okay? That's just part of the narrative that we read every year for Christmas. But this is very significant because in him calling Jesus' name Jesus, is he's adopting this child. He's not now one step removed from Mary. He is stepping in taking Mary as his wife, taking Jesus as his son is very significant. He is going in with, we all, all the way in. uh, With the rumors, with uh, being cast out, the wedding plans are going to be pretty low key now because, whoa, what has happened? There's going to be a lot of question going on. But he is stepping right in all the way. It's not like, well, I'm just halfway in. Okay, I'll marry her, but I had nothing to do with this child. No, by adopting this, he, he is saying, I am all in with Jesus. I am all in with Mary. And so the angel tells him, for he, he will save his people from their sins. Here's the gospel message. Here's the good news that Jesus is going to come and bring forgiveness of sin. All this will take place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. And Pastor Rob did a great job of explaining that last week, okay? And so, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. That was God's plan. God had a plan, and we knew that from the beginning. And again, Pastor Rob spoke of that plan. But Mary and Joseph's plan, this was not their plan. But somehow, they were prepared to say yes. And so, in the morning, when he woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. Powerful, powerful message, as we actually think that, you know, God has his plan, but he took two people who had different plans, They were having a wedding. They were going to to be married and do life together and, you know, have their little hobby farm, whatever that looked like. And now it totally changed, altered in in a moment. But how were they both prepared? How could they be both so prepared to say yes to this message? It blows my mind that they would be able to do that. Would you and I be able to be so willing, to be so prepared, that when Jesus steps in and speaks, when the word of God speaks into your life, you're willing to say, yes, I'm all in. Whatever you have, Lord, I'm in. That's powerful. There's three principles, life principles that I see from this passage. As we celebrate the coming of Christ, looking forward to a savior how do you and i look forward and be prepared for the unknown and one of those life principles i think of is we need to be prepared to say yes to god at any time if you have in any of your plans wherever you're going we we, we plan our way COVID has challenged those plans We've, been, we've had altar adjust uh, family gatherings. We're adjusting church services to being online. All these things. How do you prepare for that unknown? We need to be willing to say yes to Jesus at any moment. Whatever he calls you to. And it could be a total different change of plans. You've been working in that career. And God calls you to go as a missionary. How does that affect you? Think of Elliot and Vivian. When they say, we're going <laughs> to Germany to work with YOM, Youth for a Mission, and impact other people. For some of you, you've never got to this place of saying yes to Jesus to say, oh, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, and you're calling me to come. So, Lord, I I bend my knee, so to speak. I give my life to you. That was a scary moment for me. That moment, I said yes to Jesus. I didn't want to give up my life. I enjoyed my party, I enjoyed my life. I was living a lie. But that night, I prayed and I said yes to Jesus. Fine, I could live my life, do my thing. And then Jesus called me into ministry. Are you willing to say yes? I had a different plan. I was working in automotive. Are you prepared? Not just for Christmas. Are you prepared to say yes to Jesus? No matter what. What he calls you to do. To do it. And the key that I noticed from Mary and Joseph and how they were able to say yes to Jesus was life principle number two. Note, don't neglect your relationship with Jesus. Stay close to Him. This COVID has maybe challenged you to neglect staying close to God. And maybe you're just clicking in and checking out this service right now, and I'm encouraging you don't neglect your relationship with Jesus. Don't put Him on the shelf while it's it's COVID, we don't have to go to church. I don't need to, I'll just leave my Bible on the shelf and we just do life. You won't be prepared. If you neglect your relationship, you won't be prepared for the saying of yes when that time comes. So I want to encourage you today. Be prepared to say yes. Build into your relationship with Jesus if it's starting every morning. And I, I can't but and I'm a morning person, and I was just reading this morning in the, in the Gospels, that Jesus got up early to meet with his Father in prayer. The important part, though, is to meet with Jesus, to walk with him. Say, Jesus, this is, this is our day together. You build on this. You will not miss out on the blessings that God wants to lead you in. Yes, the blessings. I'm not gonna say it's all a bed of roses. It's gonna be so awesome. There's hardship, but man, I would never regret as I walk with Jesus and what he calls me to do. It becomes an adventure every day. Don't neglect the relationship with Jesus. Don't neglect it. Third principle, You will never regret God's gift. Never regret it. Oh, I remember my partying days. I remember how I was, I told my sister who was preaching at me, give your life to Jesus. I'm like, no way. I'm not giving up my life. I love my life. That day I I gave my life to Christ. I didn't regret anything. I didn't lose anything. I was like, my life is way better. I have peace, I have joy, I have fulfillment. Why was I so afraid of giving my life to Jesus? Why was I so afraid of saying yes to God? And some of you that have been pushing Jesus aside saying, I don't want to say yes. What are you afraid of? You will gain. You will never regret what God gives. His gifts are amazing. So I encourage you, I I challenge you, say yes to Jesus from giving your life to him, from giving that closet, that hiding place, that that part of your life that you've been hiding away. Man, what he wants to do. And I so believe God is challenging you. God wants you to be prepared to say yes to something you've been putting off. I don't want to hear his voice because I don't want to do what he's going to tell me to do. Say yes to him. Take that step forward, whatever it is. There are people that are listening that God is calling you to do something that may be radically different. It may be people will question what you're doing. If it lines up to God's word, There's affirmation of what he's calling you to do. You need to obey. You need to say yes. You'll never regret it. May this Christmas season be so amazing, so different, so memorable as you are willing to say yes to Jesus. Uh, You will be blessed. You will be encouraged. Just as Andrew shared his story of walking and giving his life to Jesus. Our lives are changed. You don't regret it. I don't know anybody that has regretted giving their life to Jesus. When you are sold out for him, when you are pursuing him, just like Mary and Joseph, they were people, a couple, with a heart that was after God's heart. And God used them in a powerful way. That we're talking about them 2,000 years later. Are you willing to be used of God, to God to work in you and to work through you as you pursue him. May this Christmas be special for you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, as we, we come to a close, and, but there's so much more that you want to say. But you want to say it by your spirit. You want to speak it into our lives in our busy world where we can end this service off with a click and we can change it to something else. I pray for each one that's listening that they would put it on pause, that they would listen to you sitting on that couch in that comfy chair. Lord God, would you speak and that we would say yes And may, Lord, may we just be lifting up our arms and saying, may it be so according to your word. I am your servant. Spirit of the God, living God, speak into our lives this morning, this day, that we would be forever changed, that this Christmas would be so different than any other because of what you've called us to do. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Take a moment, put it on pause. Don't jump up. Listen to God speaking to you today, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.